Hello and welcome back to another episode of the All or Something podcast. I'm your host, Leanna Lease, and I'm so happy to have you here today. I know it's been a minute on the podcast. We had some technical difficulties, but hopefully we are back for good, trying really hard to get back on the schedule. But what happened was I pre-recorded and batched a whole bunch of episodes. And by the time I went to actually upload them onto my podcasting whatever website, the RSS feed, um, all of the audio files were corrupt. So we're starting over and redoing all of them. But I figured this would be a good episode to kick off a new year with. And today I want to talk about just some reflections on this past year. And I hope that you'll join me in reflecting on your year as well. I think intuitively at the end of a year, it feels maybe nostalgic or you are pulled to do some reflection. And I think it can be really helpful to build up some momentum to bring into the new year because I know that for me, by the time February comes around, I am tired. I am feeling a little bit burnt out, feeling the uh, after effects of the maybe the chaos and the busyness of the holiday season, but it can be a really special, special time of year too. And if you're not really a New Year's resolution kind of person, that's okay. I didn't really set any goals or resolutions for 2023. And I think that's perfectly okay. And I'll get into a little bit more of that later. Anyways, we're reviewing 2023. 2023 was kind of a big year for me. And yeah, I feel like the past two years, I've just been working on pouring into my business. I started this business in 2022. So now it has officially been almost two years of running a business, which is so bizarre. I never saw this for my life really at all. Um, So that's been just uh, terrifying, but also super super exciting and fun at the same time. This year, I actually, actually like last month, I took my business full time. So I am now fully working for myself, which again, terrifying, but also super, super exciting. I left the last gym that I was working at in November and have been doing my own thing ever since. I am still training clients in person. That's the bulk of what I do for my business. And then I'm hoping that that I can continue to level up the online portion of my business. That's kind of a more of a like a five year goal for me that I have. I have some big, big visions that I'm going to be working on. But that feels like a big deal uh, to me. And I'm not looking forward to tax season, but we're going to get through it, hopefully. Um, I also started this podcast in 2023, which, uh, you know, I felt was I I had a good start. We had a rough patch. It's okay. We're going to bring it back. 2024 is a new year. I've also been so fortunate to be able to travel um, a bunch in 2023, which has truly felt surreal. I just never imagined that I would have the freedom and flexibility to be able to travel. And it's been wonderful. I spent a lot of time with family, with my siblings-in-law this year, with my best friends, And that's been really awesome. I honestly feel like I see my friends from home more now than I did when I lived in the same state. But it's really been so meaningful 
for my friends to have made such an effort and for us to be able to like get the trip out of the group chat, you know what I mean? And spend time together, even though we live on opposite sides of the country. And that's honestly, it's, I feel like it's added so much to my life and I feel very fortunate that, um, I've been able to do that. Oh, I had a book goal. I guess this was my only kind of resolution that I, you know, concrete goal that I made last year. Um, I wanted to read 40 books I've made it to 36 so far. It is December 18th today, so I still have a little bit of time. We'll see if we can make it happen. And last but not least, in February of this past year, I started taking ballet classes again for the first time in probably like a decade. And that has been the best thing that I've done for myself in a really long time. So I've been going every Sunday since February, and I... I'm just so happy to be dancing again and in a way that doesn't have the same kind of pressure as it does when you're like 15 and on a competition team. So I've just been having a ton of fun. I've been to so many dance classes this year. That was a, another, I guess, huge goal that I made in my head, but maybe didn't necessarily write down last year. And I feel really proud of myself that I'm, I'm sticking with it, that I'm continuing to uh, invest my time, energy, and attention into this. It's something that helps me feel so much better. And it's so cool to be in a place that has such a community for adult dancers. And yeah, I am actually doing a performance in January, which is something that I did not think would have been possible. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And I'm really excited to continue on with that. That's like the tiniest little snapshot of this past year for me, some of the the high points, I would say. There are some things absolutely that I am reflecting on and, and moving forward will uh, try to do a little bit differently. I feel like some of my struggles this year were just a lot of time management, trying to kind of balance the hours that I'm working in person versus the hours that I'm working from home and trying to distribute my efforts a little bit better. So I feel like I have some days where I'm like, go, 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 go. I feel so productive. I feel so motivated. And I could easily work for like 13 hours. And the next day I am doing literally nothing. And so it's been working okay, but I do think that there is a lot of room for growth and improvement there. And I think the number one culprit is my phone, man, my screen time. It's been embarrassing this year. And especially with a portion of my business being online based, I feel like I'm working on my phone. I'm spending my leisure time on my phone and I want to do that a little bit differently. I feel like it definitely does not help my mental health and figuring out things that will work for me to limit that and preserve some of that energy um, is something that I'm excited to figure out in 2024. And I have a feeling I'm not alone in this and we're going to get a handle on our screen time. Okay, it's happening. The other biggest thing that I see when I look back on 2023 is that I feel like I was living day to day most days and I wasn't doing a lot of preparation or planning. I was using like the pressure of an upcoming deadline to break me out of my procrastination mode. 
I felt like I was spending most of my time reacting instead of taking a more proactive approach, which I know to be very, very helpful when I can sit down and plan for the week ahead. And one thing that I have done in 2023 that I'm going to continue doing is preparing for the next morning. At least I set out my clothes, I get my coffee situation ready for the next morning and I have my bags all packed, but I want to enhance that practice just a little bit more and do some more things that will prep my mind for the next day and week ahead. And I think that'll help me with the time management situation as well. When it comes to setting goals for the new year or for whenever, I'm sure we're all super familiar with the idea of a SMART goal. And if you're not, this SMART goal, SMART is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. And these are all things that your goal should have or be in order to set you up for success. And I think this is a great approach for some people some of the time. For me, when it comes to setting overarching or longer-term goals like New Year's resolutions, I kind of approach it differently. I focus on more of what my intentions are. How do I want to feel? Uh, What do I want my life to look like? Where do I want to pour my energy into? And I leave it a little bit more open, a little bit more vague so that there is room for flexibility, for changing my mind. Maybe I learn that I can pour into community and it looks much different than I could have ever even guessed, right? When it comes to things like my business, I will set more concrete data-driven goals and reflect and adjust each quarter so that there is still that room for flexibility and adaptation. I think that's really, really important when it comes to setting goals. And for 2024, I'm going to share some of my intentions and goals. And so the first intention that I have is to invest into community. And for me, I left this kind of open-ended because this could apply to a few different areas of my life and I want to leave room for the the meaning to kind of grow and expand and change. For me, this looks like nurturing the social relationships that I already have, being open to new ones, something that's been on my vision board for the past, I don't know how many years, has been to really find my people. I'm looking for, you know, a tight-knit group of friends that just feel kind of like home and making friends as an adult is really hard. So that is something that, you know, has been kind of an intention of mine. And I've definitely been taking steps each year towards finding my people. Um, But this year I want to focus on connection, whether that's connection between different friends that I have um, and bringing people together or you know, expanding my social circle a little bit and inviting or, or spending time with people that I may not have thought about spending extra time with, if that makes any sense. And then this also to me looks like community within my business. I have kind of a pipe dream of having a community based aspect to the soul method. And I'm, I'm looking at creating some type of in-person community-based event around fitness and wellness, um, but with that community factor to it that I think is so powerful for so many of us. So those are just a couple of, of my ideas of what that might look like, but I'm open. We'll see. We'll see what happens in terms of steps that I'm taking. This is just going to look like saying yes more often. I am that friend that 
will say no many times if you invite me out, especially if it's during the week, especially if it's past 7 p.m. And I want to just be a little bit more open to going out and doing things with people. I don't know if that makes any sense. If you have social anxiety, you know. My next intention is to keep things fresh, especially for the long winter that is upon us, especially here in Seattle. It is dark, it is cold, and it's going to stay this way for quite some time now. I want to keep things fresh so I don't become overwhelmed with the winter blues. So especially for this cold season, I want to try new things and look for novelty. I want to go snowboarding or ice skating or, you know, find more small local events near me to just try going to for the weekend or in the evenings. I'm working on my financial literacy and this is, feels like a long journey. I have definitely pulled it together a little bit this year, but I just want to keep keep growing in this next year. And for me, what this looks like is reviewing my budget more regularly It's really hard to manage your money if you don't know where it's going. And this is in terms of both my personal and my business finances. I want to make bigger payments toward my student loans and hopefully pay another one of them off. And I also want to bolster my savings account, which to me is looking like setting up an auto pay situation to automatically divide the income and send some into my savings account, which I used to do, but I kind of have fallen off of that. So that is the money part. (laughs) I also want to spend more time working on the business and this is going to go back to the time management situation and the uh, living day to day being really reactive. I want to prep and plan more. I want to use my time more efficiently. I really want to launch a group coaching program this year and I really want to kind of level up my Lived With Lee training subscription experience for the users there. So I have to do a little bit more brainstorming and figure out exactly what that's going to look like. But I do want to just continue to make this business really valuable and uh, impactful. I want to read 35 books next year. That's my book goal. I want to go back to therapy. It's a big goal of mine. I want to journal daily and or weekly, and I'm starting that practice right now, actually. I just got some new journals for the new year, and I want to make this a regular a regular practice again. It's been a long time, but I, I've seen in the past how beneficial it is to clear out my brain space and keep me feeling sane. So... This I may have um, bitten off more than I can chew, but for the time being, we're going to see how well this works. I have a few journals that I use for different things, and I don't use all of them every single day. But right now I'm using the five-minute journal as a daily practice. I started that literally yesterday. So I have a journal for like my feelings and emotions and rants. And anytime I'm just feeling really overcome with anxiety, something that helps me so, so much is just getting all the thoughts out of my head and onto paper. It kind of clears some space up for me. I have a journal that I have been doing weekly with like just little updates of highlights. It's nothing. It honestly, it takes me like five minutes. I've been doing uh, the weekly report trend in my journal, which I've seen on TikTok. I think it was started by... uh, I'm checking the user. Her username is Goose Week uh, on TikTok. And the report is an acronym standing for reading, eating, playing, obsessed with, recommending, and treating. So 
I've done that for a couple of weeks. This journal has my weekly report each week and then uh, a gratitude list each week. And then I have one more journal that I'm keeping for just like creative things. I've gotten into like watercolors recently, so I want to be able to take time, not every day, but hopefully each week to just make something creative in that journal. So it sounds maybe like a lot, but we're going to see how it goes. And my intention again is not to use every single journal every single day, but just at least once a week touch most of the journals, if that makes sense. And I want to continue traveling. I want to see more live music. I have tickets to a couple of events this year that I'm super, super pumped about. I'm going to a music festival in Georgia in May. I'm going to see Noah Khan. I'm going to see Holly Humberstone, some of my favorite artists. So I am really excited about that. But I, I also want to continue seeing more performances and theater as well. I'm going to continue dancing, hopefully twice a week, and looking out for more opportunities to perform. And my last goal, this is like, there's a question mark next to it. I want to run a half marathon. And my compromise with myself is that it's okay if I don't end up running a half marathon this year, but I do at least want to run like a 5K, a 10K. I want to do a proper organized race um, and I want to train for it. And that is my goal. That's kind of my brain dump of New Year's resolutions, intentions, goals. I do think that I will hone it in a little bit more as we make it through the end of the year and the first couple weeks or months of, of the new year. But those are just some things that I've jotted down. Setting goals or intentions for the new year or for whenever it can feel overwhelming and maybe vulnerable. It can feel kind of scary. That's those are some emotions that I go through when I'm thinking about things that I want to accomplish kind of a feeling of I'm scared to say this out loud because what if I fail and all of a sudden in my head I'm thinking about all the goals I've set in the past that I haven't maintained and I hope you know that this is so normal and so okay and we're going to talk right now about some strategies when it comes to building and keeping momentum and sticking with your goals even though i don't always love smart goals for everybody i do think that there are a couple of key components there our goals should be attainable and realistic absolutely we can truly set ourselves up for success when it comes to even just setting our goals and making sure that it's something that is manageable. And I like to think about things in levels or this is really just taking a big goal and breaking it down into smaller pieces. I am a really big fan of breaking down really big, ambitious goals into smaller bite-sized chunks and chunking it out as much as possible. So if it comes to a when it comes to a really big goal, I'll take it and I'll say, okay, this might be a realistic goal by the end of the year. Hopefully it is a realistic goal for by the end of the year. How can I break it up? What do I need to do each quarter, each month, each week, each day? What's the smallest tiny action that I can take daily or weekly that'll give me some momentum that'll push me in the right direction, right? And so, for example, my goal is to run a half marathon by the end of the year. That to me right now, as somebody who does not run, seems impossible. It seems really tough. I know that I am capable of it. I know it could be realistic for me, but right now it doesn't feel that way. So what I might say is by May, I want to have signed up for a 5K. 
I want to work up to a 5k and to break that down even further. How can I get ready for a 5k? I need to start running first. Okay. So that might look like three days a week. I want to do a walk run for 30 minutes. Um, so I'm setting a goal and I'm working my way backwards, setting little in increments and working in increments, setting checkpoints halfway there, a quarter of the way there and so on till I break it down as much as possible and make it into the tiniest little baby actions that feel really manageable. Something, a strategy that I think might be helpful, especially if something like a smart goal hasn't been working for you or serving you very well is setting goals with ranges rather than having like one specific ambitious target which can sometimes lead us to feeling not so good if we're, you know, not making progress or the kind of progress we want to see. And especially if we tend to fall into that all or nothing way of thinking a lot of the time, having a specific goal and then continuously not being able to reach the target, it can lead to us being really hard on ourselves, even if we have gotten fairly close and instead of celebrating the the progress that we've made, it makes us feel like we're a failure, even if we got, you know, 80, 90% of the way there. So I think range goals can be really helpful, especially if you have a really busy life. Um, and it might help a little bit with that momentum, right? Finding ways to celebrate the progress helps solidify in our brains that what we're doing is useful, helpful, it makes us feel better and it, it feels good, right? Another strategy that I uh, have used with many of my clients is around scheduling and time management. If you've never done a time audit before and you're a person that always feels like you're running out of time, there's not enough hours in the day, where does all the time go? This might be a good tool for you. And what this time audit is going to look like is it's just like a diary and for maybe one to three days, I am going to track where I'm spending my time each day, whether that's like uh, how many hours I'm sleeping and how many minutes it takes me to prep and eat my lunch, how long it takes me to commute somewhere. I am making sure that I'm accounting for all this time. And it doesn't have to be the most strict thing in the universe, but I just want to to do it well enough to get an idea of where there are spots in my day where I maybe am not managing my time super well, spots in my day where I know I need to have some downtime and making sure that I have a, a realistic representation of how long different tasks take me. I have a lot of similar tasks day to day or week to week rather, and I am so guilty of severely underestimating how long certain tasks will take and severely overestimating how long other tasks will take. So I'm going to complete this time audit for a day or a few days, figure out what a normal quote unquote normal day looks like for me. And then from there I can become better with scheduling because I have a better idea of how long each task is going to take. And I'm, I'm able to hone it in as I, as I go, um, I'm able to figure out what's realistic for the day and plan my days out, keeping in mind how much time different tasks take. It helps me not overbook myself because I am reflecting and I can account for, you know, when my sleep is not the best or when I'm extra stressed or when I have random life events that pop up different barriers, I can kind of 
make my schedule with all of these things in mind. And I'm really paying attention to how much time per week am I committing to my goals, to my non-negotiables, to the things that I set out to do. And then last but not least, there is so much pressure on us right now to overhaul our entire lives, to become unrecognizable, to change everything about ourselves. And this is something that this I wish I could scream it from the rooftops. This does not have to be the case. You do not have to change everything about your life. You do not have to become a whole new person. In fact, and I've talked about this on Instagram, I think that the magic happens again in all of the little somethings, the baby steps and in nurturing the best parts of you that already exist. So what are you doing well and how can you continue to just keep freaking running with it? If you take one thing away from this episode, let it be this. When you get overwhelmed, when you feel burnt out, when you're frustrated with yourself and your progress towards your goals or resolutions, I want you to come back to the basics. Especially when it comes to health and fitness, we're going to bring it back to the basics every single time. And it's not glamorous and it's not maybe aesthetic and it's not exciting. I'm, I'm specifically speaking on health and fitness for the most part here, because I know that most people set really a big health and wellness goals when it comes to New Year's resolutions. The basics are going to look like, are you eating enough food? Are you eating enough nutrient dense food? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough good quality sleep? Are you moving your body intentionally, semi-consistently, right? And if we can nail these things regularly, even without, you know, a big, massive overarching goal or ambition, we are setting ourselves up for success to feel our best, to have energy, to be able to perform well in other aspects of our life, right? You, it's like, it's like self-care for yourself for longevity. The wellness industry really likes making you think that it's super complicated so that you spend more money for somebody else to supposedly uncomplicate it for you, but it really is simple. Um, There are a few basic fundamentals that we can focus on before we get ahead of ourselves, before we need to worry about the tiny little nuances. So stick to the basics, especially when you get overwhelmed, especially when life comes at you fast and you will still be making progress. You will still be headed in the right direction. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are interested in more of me and what I do, you can find me on Instagram at the soul method, soul spelled S E O U L, just like the city. And I am so excited about this new year. Let's hold each other accountable and let's celebrate each other. I'd love to hear about any successes that you're celebrating from this past year and any big goals or intentions you're setting for the new year. So I'll talk to you again soon, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day wherever you are.